Wow, good morning, everybody. Um, as Peter said, it's a family morning, so um, we're all going to be together as a church family this morning for the time. And we're going to have some fun. We're going to be listening to Jesus, hearing from him, and talking together in small groups as well. And uh, I thought it would be nice to start with a game. Do I hear a woo? That wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it's a game that actually... I really need you to buy into, otherwise it could go really badly wrong. (laughs) And fall flat on its face and I'll be suddenly going, oh, I'm really sorry. But the idea is that you guess uh, a story from the Bible, which is acted out. Excellent. It was all just a little bit of fun, but hopefully you might remember those stories even more so. So these were the ones that you've just seen. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. Jesus heals a woman who has suffered bleeding. Jesus raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. Jesus heals the blind and Jesus casts out a demon. Can anyone see which book and which chapter those all happened in? On the screen, go on. Can you tell me, Sam? Rosie, shout it out. Matthew 9, that's right. Matthew 9, 1 to 8. It's a paralyzed man. Matthew 9, 18 to 22. The woman who suffered bleeding. 23 to 26, Jairus. Can you see how they've all happened pretty one thing after another? And Jesus did all those things with his disciples around them. So they saw all those amazing things that Jesus did in that chapter. Right, could I have my next slide? Matthew 10. So verse 1 of Matthew 10. Jesus gathered his disciples and gave them, gave them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. Jesus commissioned those 12 to go out. As you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick. Make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of kingdom, so freely release it to others. Okay, so they had just seen all of those things happen. Then Jesus says to them, now you've got to go and do the same. Okay, now what I want us to do is to just get into small groups, family groups, people around you. Just have a chat. There's three questions that are going to come up on the next slide as well. Thanks, Molly. How do you think the disciples felt at that point? So Matthew 10, chapter 1. No, yeah, Matthew 10, verse 1. Jesus says, now you've got to go. How do they feel? Then I want you to think, how would you feel? Um, does the, what does the thought of going out stir up in you? Okay, so in, just in some small groups, just have a chat um, around those questions. That would be great. Thank you. Right, okay. If you want to just draw your uh, discussions to a close. Um, there'll be more com- opportunity to have discussion chats in a minute. So, okay, how do we think the disciples might have felt? Do you want to just shout, uh, shout out some, some words of how we think the disciples might have felt in that situation at that point? Put your hands up if you want. <laughs> what did you think, Freya? I thought that they might have been like, I'm not sure how to do this, and why don't you just do it? Because you're the one who knows how to do it. Very good, Ray. Yes, you might be right. Anyone else? Sounds like other people have uh, got that idea as well, Maya. Maybe he was. Maybe they feel 
think so. Yeah, I reckon they would have felt a bit unsure. Very good. Oh, Emiliana? I think they might have felt surprised and excited. I think they might have done. They've just seen all those amazing things, and then Jesus says, you can do it. <gasps> yeah, well done. That's a good one. Surprised and excited. Okay, well done. All right. Uh, how would you feel? And what kind of thing does it stir up in you going out? Um, is there anyone else? Um, what's the town? Oh, over, over here. Well done. How would you feel? I would, I would feel quite nervous if Jesus like asked me to do something because of, if not like he asked you to do something every day. Wow, very good, Reuben. Nervous. I think we might be nervous. Well done. How else would uh, people feel? Anyone else? Maya? Um, I would feel like really like weird about it. It's strange about it, yeah. Not what you get, yes. Not normal question. I think you feel quite challenged and then that would bring you to God, wouldn't it? And you'd need all that you have from him. Very good, Maddie. Yes, you would feel challenged. You'd have to depend on God. Very good. Okay, one more prayer. You feel scared. You might feel scared. Okay. Oh, one more, Liliana. I'd feel happy to spread the words of God and have the power of healing. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for engaging with those conversations. Pete. Okay. So there's a bit of a theme emerging. You might be beginning to pick this up. Did you know what Jesus does? He sends out his 12 and then if you want to find Luke 10, in fact, Molly, if you want to find Luke 10, um, on the um, get Luke 10 verse 1 up as a verse, if that's possible. Um, because there's something that Jesus loves to do, which is to send people out. So he kind of models something, and then he sends people out to get to do the stuff. Um, who would be excited about doing the stuff? Was that one of your responses? One of our responses over there was proud. Noah was saying you'd be actually proud that Jesus might trust you to actually hold what he's got and go out and share that. That's a great answer, isn't it? Um, Jesus wants to include you in this thing. Um, so in Luke 10, it says this. After the Lord appointed, uh, after that, the, oh, what's that in the message? Okay. Uh, later, the master selected 70 and sent them ahead of him in pairs to go to every town and place where he intended to go. When Ruth and I were looking at this in the week, it just struck me that Jesus intends to come to Chelmsford. <laughs> um, he, he is already, in one sense, in Chelmsford. You know, um, and he's in us. But what if he wants to come in a brand new way into our city, into our region, across our nation? What if that is already happening and the pace is just picking up now? It's, it's just a thought, isn't it? Um, it says in my, the version that I've got, it says the Lord appointed... 70 or 72 others. Um, it's not about self-appointment. It's not about, you know, just showing off and trying to put yourself out there. Actually, um, Noah's right. You, you, you should feel slightly proud because we're a chosen people and a royal nation. 
it says, doesn't it? And we are, we've been called into this wonderful light. And uh, so there's an appointment that has come upon you. Jesus stood up and said, um, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind. And then this authority gets transferred. So there's an anointing, there's an appointing that goes on. Um, the other thing about this 72 others, um, what do we know about the 72 that he sends out? Do you think they were all paid evangelists who had been to the Reinhardt Bonnke School of um, Evangelism? Do you think that they were all um, faithful street pastors who had done their street pastor training? No? Do you think that they were students from a school of supernatural ministry? Do you think they were young people? Because young people are always a bit eager, aren't they? No? Maybe they were just ordinary, everyday folk, like the kind of people that are in this room right now, that get to do extraordinary things. Maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe it isn't supposed to be reserved for the professionals. Maybe it's supposed to be reserved for the lovers of Jesus that just say, you know what, I'm not, I don't want to live for anything else. Maybe it's reserved for the people that have got a vision of seeing the kingdom come. And um, So, we, we have a heart to see the kingdom come, yeah? And we have a heart to see people come to know Jesus and to see revival sweep our nation. Do you know, there are exciting things that are going on around our nation. Um, I heard last night of a, um, uh, we were at Soul Survivor. Who was at Soul Survivor last night? We had a first, um, last yesterday we connected with um, Wickford, New Life, um, New Life Church in Wickford and Southwood and Ferris. Their young people all came here and we had a couple of hours together with them. And so we took a whole bunch of us off to Soul Survivor Watford last night. And uh, one of the things that Mike Pilavacci mentioned was that there's an event that the Catholic Church run, which... Um, uh, he spoke at a couple of years ago and basically they, there was 10,000 young people in Wembley Arena last weekend Tim Hughes was leading worship they are preaching the gospel there's a young rapper Governor B who was there who's a friend of Mike Pilavach who's part of the Soul Survivor kind of scene and he was there um, preaching the gospel sharing his story this event so this is kind of charismatic end of the Catholic Church. Do you know there's more charismatic Catholics on the planet than there are charismatic Protestants? That'll weird you out. Um, anyway, um, uh, there was um, this event is organised by the dean of um, a cathedral up north, who is the who is Father um, Father Donald Donnelly or something like that brother of Declan Donnelly who quietly supports this thing in the background. God is moving in our nation in ways that we don't know and don't necessarily understand 
And it's really exciting. We were down in Southend. We weren't here last week. We were at Southend Christian Fellowship last week and just getting to connect with the folk there. And the temperature is going up in churches around our county. People are hungry to see the moves of God. So we put on 50 Sunday mornings a year in Oasis Church. We kind of skip one around New Year's. Um, to give ourselves a little little rest. And uh, we also generally might miss one in August. But we put on 50 Sunday mornings a year. So we thought, what if we took a Sunday morning to be sent out? What if we put a note on the door that says... Sorry we're not here this morning because Jesus has sent us out. Lots of love, the hundred and however many of us there are in this church family at the moment. Yeah, yeah, actually it's quite interesting. When you read through um, later on in Luke um, 10, uh, in the Passion Translation, it says, hey, you might feel like you're being sent out like sheep among wolves. But you know what, don't worry about that because I'm with you. Don't take anything else with you. Don't get distracted because I'm with you. And, um, you know, um, it isn't actually as terrifying as you think. And I'm not even asking you to go up and talk to strangers. What if we just went out into our city and felt or thought, what, what would it be like for Jesus to overwhelm our city? What if we just went into the city and allowed compassion to be stirred up inside of us, to just start dreaming dreams. What if that empty shop had a business in it? What if that office block had a new business start? What if those homeless folk um, had somewhere to go and had hope restored to them? What if these people who are walking along on crutches or in wheelchairs, what if they had an encounter with Jesus? What about that blind guy? What if he had an encounter with Jesus? What about that family where the kids seem to really be kicking off and it's all getting really, really stressful? What if they had an encounter with Jesus? So we thought, what about if we, as a church, take a Sunday morning when the sun's shining, when the weather's a bit warmer, and we get to go out into our city. And those of you who want to engage in doing some supernatural evangelism type stuff, we can do that. Those of you that want to just prayer walk around the city, we can do that. Those of you that want to just go to the park with your kids and enjoy some family time together, we could do that as well. Those of you that want to have a cup of coffee together, maybe with some people that you don't normally connect with, we could do that. And we could just be church out of the building in the city. And what if Jesus used that? What if he used it for us to affect our hearts? And what if he used it for others? What if he used you? You see, what happens when you read on in Luke 10 is these guys all come back and they are ecstatic. They are so full of joy. There's that Christian word again. They're full of joy. That means they're just really, really happy. Because you know what? Jesus did something with their effort of going out. And so some of them come back saying, even evil spirits obey us. Do you know, I've got a funny story. I can't remember, Jackie, if it, was, if it was you and me and Joe or Pat, if you were there as well. I'm not sure. But we were out on the streets one day. And there was a guy in Chelmsford 
we're walking through the market just wondering like who God might want us to speak to or if there's anything that you know we might might get up to treasure hunting that kind of stuff and there was a guy standing in Chelmsford and he was stood like this and he looked really grumpy and really scary and um so I thought well he needs a touch of the love of God so um so I went up and and and, and said hi because I didn't know like he was fixed stare so I went up and said, hi, um, are you lost? Which I thought was a good way to kind of break him out of his little kind of stare thing. And uh, anyway, it turned out that this guy was judging Chelmsford. And he was in not a healthy way. And he was essentially hoping that bad stuff would happen, that God would rebuke the city for its um, consumerism and it's this and it's that and the other. And we just managed to get this guy into conversation and ended up being able to just chat with him and pull out of him actually what is inside of him, that actually he's someone who carries light and life and he gets to come and he gets to declare good things and to believe good things and declare good things over the city. And we just chatted through with this guy and just prayed with him. And, you know, by the time we left, this guy had the biggest smile on his face. Now, when we sometimes think about, um, you know, demons and or lemons, as it was this morning, we, we can sometimes think that's a terrifying thing. But, you know, he that's in you is so much greater than he that's in the world. And so we have authority to change situations. And uh, so I just want to encourage you. Um, in fact, let's just get into some groups again. And um, who was involved with the Eastgate Supernatural Weekend that we did when a team came over? Okay, um, so... Um, and who, I know Wildfire, some of you guys went out on a Sunday morning and just did some random acts of kindness type stuff, didn't you? So, um, and I bet some of you, the rest of you, have done some of this kind of stuff in the past, maybe involved a little bit with some supernatural evangelism. Um, what, what ways could we show love, God's love and God's power to our city? Could we just answer that question? So just get into groups and just say, hey, I would love to see us do this. I'd love to see that happen. So in a context like that where we get to go out, what kind of things? Be, this is a brainstorming, dreaming it up kind of thing. What would you love us to do? And then we will scribble some suggestions down. We won't necessarily get to do them all, um, but it would be really fun to see what are the sorts of things that might be in your hearts that we would get to do to love and bless our city in that kind of context. Is that all right? Okay, you've got five minutes, and then we're going to hear back from you. Okay, how are you doing? Have you done some brainstorming? Yes? So, who wants to make some suggestions? Who wants to be, go first? Yes, Joe Fletcher. Oh, okay. Worship in... Oh, yeah, that would be... Leo's going to scribe for us. Worship in Central Park, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the, um, uh, the f- f- um, Holy Ghost films, Finger of God films, but I know that there's some of those where they focus on atmosphere changing and walking around and actually bringing freedom to a place and allowing music and worship to do that. That would be awesome. Luca Jack, treasure hunting. We did that, didn't we, when we Eastgate guys were out, which was fun. Um, yes. Free hugs. Free hugs. 
you know, the free hug thing, I don't know if you've ever seen free hugs. For those of you who don't know what free hugs is, um, essentially um, when the team came over, uh, they supplied us with um, a whole load of um, bright colored t-shirts and uh, we um, had about, I don't know, eight, eight or ten of us and we just formed a line and we just called out and said, hey, who wants a free hug? And um, it's amazing how many people came up and said, yes, please. And actually, the, the, the number of people saying, I, no one's hugged me for, you know, a month or a year. Or, and it just is so counterculture. And I was a bit cynical, actually, first of all, thinking, well, what do you do about weirdos and things like that? Um, but um, it's absolutely fine. Um, you deal with that. You just, you know, you're just wise with it. And um, it was fun. Uh, Luke has got another one. Random acts of kindness. Yeah, just blessing people. What if we got some people in the car park, just paying people's car parking? That would be fun, wouldn't it? Did you come up with that one? Um, Natty, did you have your hand up? Okay, yeah. Maybe, so like words of knowledge or like prophetic encouragement type stuff with a gift. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I know, Sarah Smith, you were painting pebbles, weren't you, and leaving pebbles with encouraging messages on around the place. That, that was great. Um, Jules? Yeah, how would we do that? Wow. That is good. Jules? We were just saying, um, ask the city what it needs. So go to key figures and say, on this date, we're going to have 100-odd people available. How can we serve you? What do you need? Um, Yeah, that kind of thing. Very good. We can have breakfast or lunch together, and people can join whenever they want to and talk about Jesus. That's great. Yeah, we could start off having breakfast together. Or even take it out there or, or finish with lunch or something. Um, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yes, Freya? Pray and prophesy. We could pray and prophesy. I know some guys in Billericay that do this thing called a spiritual spa, and uh, they take a gazebo and um, they do like hand massages and shoulder massages and stuff, and then they do um, prophetic words and uh, obviously pray for folk. Um, so yeah, we could maybe do stuff like that. That would be cool. Um, any more? Come on. Mine's not so glamorous, I'm afraid. Uh, Litter picking, or even worse, uh, picking up dog mess. (laughs) Come on. Do you know, there's something about redeeming a city and um, changing it round and making it beautiful. Yeah, I remember, Phil, when you were talking about, um, when you were preaching last year about the the place in Eastern Europe that just started painting buildings bright colours and stuff. And Not that I'm suggesting we do that, but, um, yeah. Um, Sarah, we were talking about um, prayer, weren't we, and that side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were just saying about um, one of the things Pete suggested was was just hanging out as a family in the park and um, just made me think about praying. You could do that. I've got young children, and while they were playing, just kind of praying, and I guess tying in with what you were saying, redeeming the city. But I don't know if you've noticed, quite a lot of the parks are being kind of upgraded around Chelmsford. Um, so it just feels like where the, the, 
the city are investing, then we can kind of claim claim it back as being a safe place and, and spiritually a good place as well. Um, just handing out flowers to people, just for no reason. Yeah. yeah, great. Any more for any more? Myra, is that a hand up? Um, you can give food to people who are poor. Yeah, we could give food to people that are poor, couldn't we? That's lovely. Wowzers. So, do you see... Uh, Maybe putting flyers through... Um, like one road uh, and then finding out if there's practical needs for anyone on that road like rubbish clearance or gardening or helping with DIY or you know, whatever they say, just say look we've got an army of people for this road, we're going to bless this road today and see what their needs are on that specific road rather than you know, asking the council Wow, there you go do you see what happens when we start putting our heads together um, I heard of one, one church where they, they were out in the streets and um, you know the concept of the sort of fire tunnel in church of, of praying folk. These guys, they were in the street and they got two lines of people and they invited people to walk through and it was basically a celebration tunnel where people could literally walk through and be cheered and applauded and encouraged. And um, they said it was absolutely amazing, the results of it, because, again, people were saying, hey, I, I've never, I don't get encouragement. No one encourages me. Um, and just to feel that sense of you know having 20 people just screaming, you can do it, you're awesome, um, you're amazing, um, is, I, it does certainly change an atmosphere, and I, you know, you're going to get some smiles from people. Um, so, uh, um, also, I think the whole thing of just being in the city and allowing God's compassion to change us and, and see it from his perspective. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm in the city, I'm rushing not I'm Russian, I'm rushing because I go from, I'm literally getting places quick and I don't tend to stop and think and look and um, so even for us just to you know, be there for no other purpose than, than what we're talking about will cause something in us I believe to, to shift and you know, everywhere that there's miracles that happen in the Bible it's because there's compassion and love and compassion just seem to go hand in hand um, so uh, I think that is a bit of a key for us um, that's great. Thank you. Um, so the date is when? June the 30th. 30th. Okay, 30th of June. So I know it's a little way off. Um, we were looking at trying to find earlier dates, but we, we couldn't actually organise one that had the right kind of people and other things not going on and moving around baptisms and various other things that we've got planned. So 30th of June, it's going to be a bright sunny day. We've got that booked. Um, so uh, that will also be lovely. And we're also going to do... Huh? Yeah, if you specifically want to lead on areas of this, or you know, actually, I don't just want to turn up, I want to facilitate this, shape it, help to make it happen, we would love to build some team around it. Um, so uh, please, please come and speak to us. Um, we've got time to build this, we've got time to think it through. Maybe some of the more strategic um, suggestions that have been made, we've actually got time to do something about that, which is great. So please don't let this kind of go quiet and be a, um, something that you just forget about until the end of June. Um, let's build towards it. Um, we're probably as well, we're thinking, let's do another one in September. Um, surely we can do two in a year and just cope with 48 church services a year, church meetings a year. Do you think that would be all right? 
Okay, um, Sunday the 24th of March, we are starting a big conversation. I know, if you thought this morning was interactive, wait till you see what's coming. Um, essentially, and I'm going to introduce this properly on the morning, so this is literally just a kind of a 30-second um, trailer plug for what we want to do. Um, the world is changing. The way we are living is changing. We have got different generations of people who think differently, all alive on the planet at the same time. And yet we are a church family. Agreed? I agree. Okay, so we are all, there's lots of different ages. How do you do life together in 2019? I had to think what year it was for a moment. How do you do, you have to know what year you're in to start with, that helps. How do we do life together? How do we function? How do you do group life together? Do you do groups? What do you want to get out of them? What are the principles of heaven that we're wanting to establish? And do the things that we have got going on, are they helping that? Are they facilitating that? How do we be a growing family? How can we draw new people in? Or actually, do we feel comfortable with who we are and the size we are, and the people that we are, and the building that we have, and all that kind of stuff. So this is an opportunity for us to explore between Easter and the summer. So that this, and so what I'm wanting to do is on that Sunday morning, I'm going to introduce the theme, and then we're going to do some fortnightly um, evening sessions. If you're in home groups, carry on going to your home group. That's absolutely fine. But um, the home groups will try and dovetail um, on the off week, as it were, if they're fortnightly groups. And if your group doesn't do that, because I know we've got some groups that meet in other ways. But um, essentially, I'm not, we're not stopping groups. We're not saying that. Um, but we are saying we want to draw us together to basically evaluate how are we doing family life how do we look after the youngest to the oldest? We have new challenges as a church that we've not experienced before. Um, so how are we going to do this and how are we going to continue with an apostolic vision of seeing heaven come to earth? Um, so that's the plan. Does that excite you at all? We want to make it quite a forum kind of environment. So don't expect that those evening sessions are going to be me standing up telling everybody what the plan is. We're not going to do that. Um, we're going to facilitate some discussions. And we are really looking to be led by the Holy Spirit as to how we move forward and build family church together um, uh, for this day rather than previous days. Um, Jesus, I just want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you that you're with us. I want to thank you that you love us. I want to thank you that you are gathering us together to be church in new ways. You're gathering us together to quicken our pace. You're gathering us together to enjoy life in you, to have fun together. I want to thank you that we should not expect church to be exactly the same forever and a day. We thank you that you are leading us forward, that you're transforming us to look more and more like you. You're getting your bride ready. And we thank you that your kingdom is coming more and more each day. And we thank you that we are caught up in that. And Lord, we are proud that you have invited us to be a part of this. So thank you, Jesus. I just pray for everyone here that we would be blessed this week. Pray that we would know your blessing in surprising ways, new ways.
ways, uh, regular ways, however you love to bless us. Thank you, Jesus. And we look forward to reading about more gratitude stories in the coming days. Amen.